This is the Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Maybe you've heard stories about how cell phones are bad for you, bad for your health, bad for relationships. Today, I want to talk about how you can still get the benefits of a smartphone without hurting yourself, without hurting your relationships. I recently said to my 11-year-old twin daughters, I didn't grow up with the internet. In fact, remember, I didn't even have a smartphone until you were seven years old just a few years ago. They both looked at me bug-eyed and in unison, really? But how did you do anything? You need the internet and your phone to do everything. When you stop to think about it, it is truly amazing to think about the radical changes to our lifestyles directly resulting from smartphones. For example, who still carries around a flashlight or a point-and-shoot camera or a GPS or an alarm clock or a voice recorder? I could go on and on. And I, I think it's clear that smartphones have definitely been a positive change in our lives. But at what cost? Researchers are just beginning to discover the real impact on our health and our social interactions. And that's what I'd like to talk about today. But first, if you enjoy these podcasts, the Quick and Dirty Tip podcasts, I want to encourage you to sign up for the newsletters. You can sign up for any host, including for this show, The Public Speaker Show, by going to quickanddirtytips.com forward slash newsletters. That's quickanddirtytips.com forward slash newsletters. Or you can be a Lisa B. VIP by going to lisabmarshall.com forward slash VIP. I read an article in the Washington Post, and it said that cell phone use is creating a serious spinal problem. The article explained that although the human head weighs only about 12 pounds, the more you bend it, the greater the strain it puts on your spine. It goes on to explain that holding your head at 60 degrees, which apparently is the common bend for cell phone users, it's the equivalent of 60 pounds of weight. So for me, that would be like carrying one of my 11-year-old daughters around my neck. And the article states that most adults spend an average of 1,000 hours per year. It's 1,000 hours per year hunched over their phones. Doctors are finding that this activity is increasing the incidence of pinched nerves, muscle strain, and herniated discs. As you might guess intuitively, teens are even worse. Their heads are bent as much as 5,000 hours a year. That's right, 5,000 hours a year. Doctors say that this bad posture destroys spines, reduces lung capacity, causes headaches, and has even been linked to depression. Apparently, the problem is becoming so common that it has its own medical nickname. They're calling it text neck. Besides causing long-term damage, all the pain can greatly hamper your ability to communicate effectively or patiently. I know for me, I'm definitely less tolerant when I have a headache. And it may even affect your productivity. I'm sure you know from your own experience that when you're in pain, it makes it harder to think and to get things done. No, I don't think the solution is to stop using our cell phones altogether. But certainly, reducing our phone's screen time is useful. Hmm, maybe that's the angle the smartwatch seller should take. Anyway, in the meantime, for those of us without a smartwatch, doctors suggest that a simple fix is to raise the phone to you. Bring it up high enough so you can look at it with your eyes without dropping your head. 
You need to be aware of your head and shoulder posture, not only while you're using the phone, but while using the computer and even while reading. For me, it's all connected. Good posture contributes to good health and good health to a good mood and therefore more positive communication. But physical health isn't the only issue. Hunching over our phones means we're not interacting with those around us. And did you know that even the presence of a phone has adverse effects on relationships? There's a very interesting study done at the University of Essex. Strangers were paired up to discuss either a casual topic or a personal topic. Some had a cell phone on a table several feet away, out of their direct line of vision. The researchers wanted to know if just the presence of the cell phone nearby had any effect on how these strangers connected. The results were really surprising. The phone's presence had no effect on those who were talking about casual topics. But strangers who were talking about an important event in their lives were affected. They experienced less mutual trust and rated their partners as much less empathetic than the strangers who talked about their feelings with no cell phone present. When the cell phone was nearby, they felt the other person was less interested in them, their thoughts, or their feelings. In another study, researchers observed people who already knew each other. So the first one was strangers, but this one was with people who knew each other. And in this one, the researchers found similar results. And that, quote, conversations in the absence of mobile communication technologies were rated as significantly superior compared with those in the presence of a mobile device, unquote. Even those who had already had close relationships reported lower levels of empathy during their conversation than couples who weren't as close but didn't have a cell phone in hand. Isn't that ironic? The cell phone, which is supposed to connect you to the whole world, actually makes it harder for you to connect when the person is directly across from you. Researchers speculate that for the very reason that the cell phone does connect us to the world, its presence reminds us of that broader world and somehow subconsciously distracts us with that knowledge. Or at least each one thinks the other person is distracted. When no cell phone is present, the people were unquestionably focused on each other. But even just the presence of the cell phone prevented that same connection. So, of course, the cell phone is a very helpful tool, and we're not going to give them up. But I do think it's important for us to think about how we use them, to be more wise, and to think about our health and our relationships and our career. I know an accountant who was interviewing two women for the same position. Both were equally qualified. During an interview, one of the women was looking into her lap. Her fingers were obviously moving, and yes, she was texting. It only lasted a brief moment, but it did happen. And my friend politely finished the interview and then promptly hired the other woman. Here's another example, recent example. Ruthie Ann Miles, she recently accepted a Tony Award and read her acceptance speech from her iPhone. Good speech, but watch the clip and ask yourself, did she seem confident? Did she seem connected? Were you focused on her, or did you find yourself wondering what kind of phone it was? So why didn't she stop once the warning drums were played? By the way, there's a link on the show notes on on the Quick and Dirty Tips website if you want to see that video. Bottom line, here's my advice. Ditch the phone when you're at home on first dates, interviews, and when you're having important conversations. And of course, when you deliver your next Tony acceptance speech. 
This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you to lead and influence. And as always, your success is my business. If you enjoy this show or any other Quick and Dirty Tips shows, it's great if you sign up for the newsletters because then you get tips sent directly to your inbox and you don't miss anything. In fact, you'll get all the blog posts as well, which you don't get on the podcast feed. You can get that at quickanddirtytips.com forward slash newsletters. That's quickanddirtytips.com forward slash newsletters. And by the way, you'll want to definitely sign up for one of the newsletters because we are going to be having this really fun event coming up. It'll be a live event. You'll be able to meet Richie Freeman, the Modern Manners guy, or the Nutrition Diva, which is Monica Reinagel, of course, or myself, the public speaker. And it will be an East Coast event. So I'm hoping that many of you will be able to join us live for this really fun event. This is Douglas, and if you'd like to be a more compelling communicator, I invite you to read Lisa's best-selling books, Smart Talk and Ace Your Interview. I did, and they are very helpful. I also want to encourage you to become a Lisa B. VIP like me by visiting lisabmarshall.com slash VIP. That's lisabmarshall.com slash VIP. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.